Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Quentin. I've got my brother Travis with me, as always. Welcome back to the 21st century, dude. You had quite the week. That is an understatement, Q. So... um, (laughs) If you've paid attention to the news lately, or if you live in the state of Texas, uh, you may be familiar with um, the historic winter storm that hit Texas on Sunday, and then it came back for a second round on Tuesday. So, um, yeah, my this this week has been um, it's been I, I I will say this, my wife and I did not suffer nearly as badly as some people in Texas did. Yeah. But we did have um, about 36 hours without power at our house. And some people have had their power off since Sunday. And it's still not on. It's still? Uh, No, at least as of yesterday. This was uh, Waxahachie, Texas. But yeah, so basically to not get too far into it, this uh, it's a private company, which is the first problem that oversees our power grid. Dude, I I learned a lot about the electrical grid in Texas that yeah, I had that, no idea about. It, kind of the funny thing is, like a lot of people now know uh, things about Texas that you guys are separate from the country. Right, things about Texas that they 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 never knew they would learn. Right. But yeah, this company ERCOT or whatever it stands for, some sort of. The irony is that the R in ERCOT stands for reliability. So that's yeah. so, so much for that. They need to change their name. Um, they just didn't prepare. Everyone knows what happened, dude. We don't need yeah. to really dive into the deets. But yeah. Long story short, Texas saw temperatures and snowfall 
that we typically don't see. And um, it had been below freezing from Sunday to today. Today was the first day that it finally went above freezing uh, since Sunday, which may not seem like a big deal to some people. And today's Friday, the 19th of February. Yeah. Just going to peek behind the curtain here. That's true. This will come out a little bit later. But I'm just saying, you know, to some states, that's, that's, you know, no big deal. That's every winter. But for Texas, basically, they just didn't prepare they didn't winterize um, some of like the power plants and like the the wind turbines and stuff like that. I mean, there are wind turbines in, in Russia and Canada and stuff like that that run just fine and temperatures much colder than the temperatures we had. So that's kind of one of the excuses they lobbed out at us at first. It's like, no, you can't just blame the fucking wind turbines, man. That's their favorite thing to do. Yeah, and not to mention it only accounts for 10% of the power in the state. So... Anyway, well, hey, let's. You know what? Today is our second full length What You Heard episode, and I'm stoked, dude. This is a great way to end this week for me. So, uh, anyway, we have power again. We've had it since uh, Wednesday, um, Wednesday, early, early Wednesday morning. So, all is well. Um, yeah, so we're just going to end this week with some tunes, man. Yeah, dude, let's jam out great. to some tunage. I got some doozies for you, man. I'm excited. Yeah, um, it's been it's been interesting trying to to sort of curate this this uh, this batch of songs here because that's you know I've listened to a ton of music since the last time we recorded this, right? So it's kind of like, what do I go with? What do I drop from the list? Yeah, we're gonna bring five each, and I've got a list with more than five songs. Right. You know, I've got five in mind, but I might play something else just to kind of flow well with, with whatever you yeah, pick. Yeah. So let's do it, man. Let's get right into it. All right. So I'm going to go first this time because you went first last time. It's only fair. It's only fair. Um, so I've got a, a interesting, interesting pick here to start us off. So I always like it when um, I stumble upon a song that you may not immediately know or realize kind of what decade it came from, right? So um, this musician is named Harold. I'm probably going to mispronounce this. He's from Germany. Harold Grosskopf. Ooh, that sounded German. Yeah. He is a synth pioneer. So early synth music. And there's a record named Synthesis, which is his debut record, debut solo record, that has kind of gained cult status in a way. It was re-released back in like 2011 with a bunch of remixes and stuff on it. So this record has like a legacy behind it, right? And um, this song just popped up on my like Spotify Discover Weekly a couple weeks back. And... Um, yeah, so this came out in 1980. So keep that in mind. Probably going to mispronounce the name here, but it's uh, so white, so gut. <laughs> Probably so goot. I don't so know. So goot. Yeah. Anyway, here we go.
Love it, man. Awesome, right? 1982. That's crazy. 1980. So um, that's really early on in the synth music world. Right. Right. So um, here's a little quick story about this. I think this is interesting. The uh, the story behind the recording of this. So he um, basically so Harold uh, was a drummer who lived in Berlin, and he had already appeared on. He was a drummer on some recordings by some of the groups like uh, Ashra Temple, Cosmic Jokers, some guy named Klaus Schultz. And so he was held up in his um, one of his friend's apartments and he had a mini Moog, an eight track reel to reel recorder and a lot of time alone. I'm reading from a pitchfork article here. So over the course of several weeks, he wrote and recorded this material for Synthesis, which was eventually released and, um, but yeah, it's kind of funny to think like he, he did all this in a, in an apartment, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's really cool actually, especially for eighties, like that he's able, he was able to have that DIY, like recording approach even back then. Yeah. Like, I wonder what kind of gear he was using. Yeah. That probably kind of speaks to like, you know, it kind of goes into what we've talked about with like, um, Tycho, Scott Hansen, right. And a lot of these electronic musicians who are able to record, records in their in their apartments or their bedrooms right doing it back in 1980 i'm like i'm curious about that you probably couldn't do that um you know a mini moog i think synthesizers were like huge back in the day i think the mini moog was like a smaller synthesizer and so with the recording equipment too you know it's like he could just record it onto his laptop it's 1980 right well he just had an eight track right so yeah anyway um so cool this was re this album was reissued, like I said, in twenty eleven, and it is held in high esteem among early synth enthusiasts, but is not widely known. So there you go. Nice. Uh, I listened to some of the other rec- tracks on this record. It's, it's it's solid, man. It's great. Even the even the record, the album art's dope. Look, it's just him. Like he looks like he's a freaking, you know, gold Goldfinger or something like that from Golden Eye. He's like painted in the silver body paint or something like that. Bronzed. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So anyway, that was uh, Harold Grosskopf, and that was uh, a song I'm not going to try to pronounce again, Q, but it was <laughs> track one off of the 1980 record, Synthesis. So uh, I'm going to send it to you. So you've heard of this band, Alton Goon. I brought a song of theirs from their album, uh, I think it's pronounced Geechee, Geechee, from 2019. That was one of my What You Heard's. A while back. Yeah, this was a really cool track, man. They're great, dude. They're, so there's, they're a uh, Turkish folk psychedelia, very heavy influence from like the 70s with their sound. Um, they've been dropping singles over the last few months, and um, they're kind of pivoting, or at least in this song, to some more like synth-heavy stuff, which is awesome. Um, so I'm going to play one of their newer singles um that was dropped at the very end of last year so this is again the turkish psych rock band alton goon this song is called ordenun derileri
Yeah, that's great, man. So like it's got almost like a synth bed to it, like a synth wave kind of vibe to it. Yeah, totally. Which is really cool. And I his vocals are great, man. I I love his voice, yeah. I love that middle mid eastern style of um vocalization right like with the song yes singing i I don't know there's probably a a more like a a proper uh term for it but that style i love it man Uh, there is a um there's a station in uh north texas that plays uh mid-eastern you know popular contemporary music like that oh cool and i just i I tune into it every once in a while just because i just i I love that style of, of singing I do too. Um, yeah, they they do these things with their 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 vocals that, um, like I said, there's there's a there's a proper way to describe it probably and a proper term for it, but I don't I don't know what it is. I just know that I I really enjoy it, and so it's cool to hear it, you know, as vocals for a psychedelic track or a synthwave track and stuff like that. It's cool to hear that. Yeah, they're really great. There's a, a female singer as well in the band, and they kind of trade off tracks. Yeah, um, but yeah, dude. So. I mean, it's they're bound to be dropping a full length here pretty soon because they keep releasing singles. So I'm super stoked about it. I'm sure I'll be bringing another song from them as what you heard pretty soon here. So yeah. All right, man. Pass it back to you. What you been hearding? All right, Cube. Um, it's no surprise to listeners of this podcast that I'm a fan of soundtracks. Just blanket statement: soundtracks. I love them. You love them. Video game soundtracks have a special place in my heart, and uh, I have found that video game scores are, they have a unique, I don't know, like a, a, there's a there's a quality to a really good video game score nowadays that you're not going to find on a movie score or a TV show score, right? And it's attracting really talented musicians are doing video game scores now. So anyway... Just a random soundtrack that I came across. I haven't played the game yet. That's usually the case. Most of the soundtracks I listen to, I've never played the game before. But I'm going to let... There's a record label called I Am 8-Bit that I love. They press a bunch of video game scores. Dude, that pressing is dope. I know. They do some of the coolest pressings, dude. Look at the freaking blood splatter Color splatter. Yeah. I've picked up um, a couple of game pressings and they all of them have really cool sleeve artwork and like the colored vinyl and stuff like this one for example came with like this like coloring poster that folds out (laughs) color and shit anyway cool i'm gonna let the person who wrote the description of this soundtrack set the tone here paint a picture if you will q uh because he describes it perfectly so here we go let's theorize for a second actually let me back up first so the name of this the name of this game is called Grindstone, and it is a puzzle adventure game on the Nintendo Switch. I don't own a Nintendo Switch, but if you've played the game, then you're familiar with the music. So here's a description. Let's theorize for a second. Say like you're locked in mortal conflict with hideously cute creatures that call the deep dungeonous cave system of a massive mountain home sweet home. You, on the other hand, are a ripped sword-whirling barbarian hunk of a family man just trying to make ends meet by slaying these creeps, jerks, and slobs as part of your hard day's living. Pause it for a moment, then, and consider what kind of tunes you'd listen to while grinding away. 
It's the music of composer Sam Webster that would make those long, sunless days breeze by, no doubt. <laughs> his ephemeral, is that a word? Ephem- Eph- ephemeral. 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 That's what. His ephemeral hip-hop beats and spooky synth jive are the stuff of monster mashing legend. Now, that's a perfect, perfect description. Monster mashing? Ephemeral hip-hop beats and spooky synth jive. I'm stoked. Let's do it. All right. So here we go. With that that description, here is a song off of Grindstone Volume 2 called Deep Cuts. If I was slashing and, and tearing through some some monsters, yeah, dude, I'd be throwing my earbuds on and and definitely jamming out to this tunage. Yeah, you're just taking out the trash, basically. Is kind of <laughs> um, now lovely. I will say that you got to keep in mind that this game is dealing with like kind of cute monster looking like, sprites and stuff. Sure. As we talk about in our best of 2020 episode, if you're slaying demons. It's got to be heavy metal, and that's what the Doom Eternal soundtrack provided us. But if they're cute little monsters and stuff, then something like this is perfect, right? Anyway, um, as I've kind of talked about, I think, in the past, like video game scores, a lot of times it's just really solid electronic, instrumental electronic music like this. You know, and a lot of times it's kind of like down-tempo-y almost. Um, I like the hip-hop beat. Video games are supposed to be kind of, you know, the music in the background is going to, it's going to happen while you're, doing certain things like running around exploring an environment and stuff like that it's going to be kind of like background music almost which is what i like about video game scores a lot of times but sometimes they're they're just like if if i told you if i didn't tell you that that was a video game score you probably wouldn't think oh that sounds like a video game right just sounds like cool down tempo electronic music which is what it is right anyway yeah so that was grindstone um the artist was sam webster uh, check out some of his stuff. He's done a few video game scores. They're all really solid. So, all right, Q, let me send it back to you. What you got for us? All right, dude. So I'm just going to share this quick story because it's another one of those magical moments in in the world of 
you know, music at your fingertips and streaming services like Spotify in the way that that you can, you know, just kind of discover things just by by chance. Uh, one of my favorite down tempo kind of I don't know how to describe him. He's a singer songwriter. He he goes by Son. Uh, kind of R and B mixed with like down tempo beats. I was seeing if he was up to anything lately. And he just released last year a live album uh, where he played alongside this orchestra called the Met- Metropole Orchestra. It's like a jazz pop orchestra. Um, it was amazing. Really awesome versions of his songs with this orchestra. So then I hopped on. Uh, I checked them out to see what other bands they've they've collaborated with. And uh, one of my favorite jazz bands um, that I just got into is Snarky Puppy. Did you ever get into them, dude? They're from Denton, actually. No, but I had a coworker who used to play um, the music like Derek Workhours and stuff. So I've heard it before. Basically, like all the stuff that I love about jazz is Snarky Puppy. All the stuff that I can't stand, they tend to to, to steer clear of. Like I... The improvised, like, trumpet or saxophone shit, like, I can't do it, man. You know what I mean? Like, where it's just kind of all over the place, like, fluttery notes, just chaos. I can't stand that kind of stuff. It's got to be a little more structured, you know? Yeah. Anyways, they did this really cool album called Silva. came out in 2015, uh, and they collaborated with the Metropole Orchestra. Uh, so they're actually from the Netherlands, just throwing that out there. And apparently there's a DVD that goes along with it that's kind of like like a visually, uh, like a visual kind of storytelling that goes along with the album. Really good stuff. So this is, again, Snarky Puppy collaborating with Metropole Orchestra. Uh, this song is called Flight.
Is the whole record like that? Uh, I don't know what you mean. All I know is that that's fucking amazing. <laughs> that's awesome. So um, yeah, dude. That main that main melody, um, like the fluttery flute thing, or whatever. That yeah, was. whatever that is, it's probably not a keyboard. It could be, but it with a band like that, like you, they're probably really experimental, and, and that could be like a guitar for all I know, you know. But I mean, it's probably not. It's probably a keyboard. But I'm saying like that almost had like a like a um, a vibe similar to something you may have heard from uh, Time. The band that we covered a, a, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, the time. The time, yeah. Or um, yeah. even a band like Zap, uh, which is oh yeah, the band that's probably more well known for being on the Ferris Bueller soundtrack. But that like vocoder talk box type thing. I don't think mm-hmm. that was a vocoder because it didn't sound like somebody's vocals, but it had that kind of vibe to it that kind of reminded me of the '80s a little bit, which is really cool. There's more traditional sounding, I guess, if you want to call it that, jazz tracks you know but yeah it's, it's very like it's it is jazz fusion i guess you yeah know? yeah and there's some songs where the orchestra kind of uh takes center stage a little bit more but for the most part it's very you know it's it's uh wind instrument heavy i guess you know lots of horns saxophone stuff like that but dude look look at this personnel man it's it lists out snarky puppy and then metropole orchestra just huge wow yeah and this was this is recorded live Really it's cool. a live recording. Yeah, it's amazing. amazing. Yeah, so um, if you're not familiar with like the cities of, of North Texas, Denton is, is kind of known for, well, I should say the university that's in Denton, uh, University of North Texas, is known for its jazz programs. So there are a ton of great musicians that go to that school and then they just form bands that end up being, you know, snarky puppy. Or, and that makes sense too, because they're they're students. They probably become friends in class. Sure, and yeah. Realize that they have similar, you know, musical tastes and start forming bands. We did an episode on a band called Midlake, which is based out of Denton, and they all met in like through the jazz program, or some of them were in the jazz program, and you know they did. Obviously, Midlake is like an indie rock folk band, but anyway, lots of lots of musical talent uh, lives in, in, in Denton, Texas, which is about. You know, 45 minutes away from me but um anyway that's that's awesome you know i'm gonna have to cue that album up for tomorrow dude for sure oh you'll love it man so again that was a song called flight off of snarky puppy and metropole orchest's album silva and passing it back to you brother all right so i'm going to pull a 180 on us Oh, good, because I got some oh, a 180 track. To, there you I go. I was trying to figure out when, when I was going to squeeze it in. <laughs> so uh, we're going to go to the 90s um, because that's probably my favorite decade for rock. There's just no escaping it. Um, it's probably a lot of people's favorite decade for rock. Uh, but we're going to talk about a band called Failure. So these guys are kind of a post-grunge alt-rock band that would be similar to like a hum or a helmet. Both bands have been featured on, on uh, no filler in the past. Um, hum put out a record last year. Uh, their first one. in I don't remember how long, but it was a decade plus. And so that was featured on our best of 2020 episodes. But anyway, um, failure is, they're also considered a space rock band and hum is considered a space rock band as well. Um, Space rock kind of goes back to the 60s, like it kind of started with Pink Floyd, and then it had a resurgence in the 90s with the shoegaze post-rock sound that bands like Hum and Failure 
uh, sort of had. So uh, anyway, this record is definitely a space rock record because it has spacemen on the cover and they're standing in front of these rocket ships. And it's just this really cool. Some good like cheesy 60s sci-fi art. Yeah, like that would be like on the cover of some like sci-fi fantasy novel or some like, you know, science fiction magazine, pulp magazine or something like that. Popular science yeah. or something, yeah. So this record is called Fantastic Planet. So again, they're really laying on the space metaphors pretty thick here. Came out in 1996 and the song we're playing, uh, wouldn't you know it, Q, is called Another Space Song. So here we go. Dude, that's great. 
Yeah, the whole record is is, is pretty similar to that. Um, awesome. And their first record, their very first record, um, it's got a slightly heavier sound to it. That's that that record is called Comfort, and that came out in '92. But yeah, um, I just love this style of 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 '90s rock of that more. Like like I said, I mean, nineteen ninety six is is definitely post grunge because you know Nirvana has already happened, all that stuff's already went down, so that's definitely post grunge. But I mean, it's got that alternative rock post grunge sound. It's got those space rock elements that I like from like Hum, um, Helmet stuff like that. Um, this is the kind of stuff that I'm finding myself drawn to more and more. The are these. 90s rock bands that kind of, um, you know, they may have had some radio play here and there, but they weren't, they didn't reach the heights of Pearl Jam or, or Stone Temple Pilots or Alice in Chains or anything like that, you know. Yeah. But they are putting out these songs that you and I wouldn't have heard because, you know, our older brother Spencer, I mean, it's all his fault, really. He was only <laughs> into like the more mainstream acts like Pumpkins and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So th- these kind of bands kind of, you know, went over our heads a little, like we just under the radar. I mean, unless you were a music like obsessive person. Yeah, we, of course, you and I were not the right age yet. Well, I was going to say back then it was just harder to find stuff that wasn't mainstream. You know. Yeah, they're probably going to get played at like college radio stations. Yeah, or in obscure yeah. record stores and stuff like that. So anyway, all right, Q. That's great. Throwing it back to you. So again, that was failure. That was a song off a of fantastic planet called another space song all right q what you got well speaking of cheesy 60s sci-fi check out this segue dude check it out uh so we just started watching the original star trek series Mm. and the uh, original the original series okay so we're talking captain seven or something yeah all right uh did you know dude that william shatner has released several spoken word albums um aren't they covers of songs not all of them are okay because i know like everybody knows his his rocket man cover right because it was parodied on on family guy yeah well i was unaware of this like i and i heard just randomly i'm gonna give another shout out to kexp from up here in seattle my favorite radio station cheryl waters who is i think one of the best djs out there I love her to death. Uh, she played one of his spoken word songs uh, on KEXP. I heard it a couple weeks back. Uh, so he released an album that he co-wrote. I guess he had song arrangement arrangements by Ben Folds, who everyone knows. You know, he's the piano rock god from Ben Folds 5 and whatnot. Uh, and they released an album called Has Been in 2004. So, dude. We were still in high school when this came out. And the song I heard on the radio is actually a cover from a band called Pulp. Have you ever heard of Pulp? I feel like I have heard of them, yeah. Britpop kind of artsy rock band. Um, honestly, I like Shatner and Ben Fold's version better. I, I gave a listen to the song from the original band after I heard this. So, again, this is a William Shatner spoken word version of Pulp's song common people she came from greece she had a thirst for knowledge she studied sculpture at saint martin's college that's where i caught her eye she told me that her dad was loaded 
I said, in that case, I'll have a rum and Coca-Cola. She said, fine. And in 30 seconds' time, she said, I want to live like common people. I want to do whatever common people do. I want to sleep with common people. I want to sleep with common people like you. Well, what else could I do? I said, I'll see what I can do. I took her to a supermarket. I don't know why, but I had to start it somewhere. So it started there. I said, pretend you've got no money. She just laughed and said, oh, you're so funny. I said, yeah? Well, I can't see anyone else smiling in here. Are you sure? You want to live like common people? You want to see whatever common people see? You want to sleep with common people? You want to sleep with common people like me? But she didn't understand. She just smiled and held my hand. Ran to flat above a shop. Cut your hair and get a job. Smoke some slabs and play some pool. Pretend you never went to school. But still you never get it right. When you're lying in bed at night. Watching roaches climb the wall. If you called your dad, he could stop it all here. You'll never live like common people. You'll never do whatever common people do. You'll never fail like common people. You'll never watch your life slide out of you and dance and drink and screw. Because there's nothing, Cause there's else, nothing to do. else to do. Never thought we'd have a song like that. On this podcast, but that was I had to share it, man. Uh, That's that's actually really enjoyable to listen to, (laughs) right? Um, And it's just funny because Chatner's doing kind of his classic Chatner stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm gonna quote this guy. His name's Joe Jackson, who actually appears on that song. I don't know what he plays. Is he the singer? He's a multi instrument. I don't know, dude. I thought that was. Oh no, yep, yep. That was. There's no way Chatner is singing there. No, yeah, that was. So that was Joe Jackson's voice. Uh, But he says, he's talking about Ben Folds here. He says, I think he did a really great job of putting an album behind Shatner that is fun and not completely cheesy. Though when it is too cheesy, it's deliberately so. Uh, It's just a very musically satisfying record. And when he asked me to be a part of it, why would I not? How could I refuse? So yeah, man. Uh, So there's, there's covers on there and there's original poems by Shatner played along to awesome Ben Folds tunes. Awesome. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. I when I heard it I was like, man, I like I have to share this with Travis. Yeah. That's just, cool. Just maybe and like hearing it on the radio was even more like, what <laughs> what am I hearing right now? I'm sure you you recognize Chatner's voice though, right? Immediately. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, man, back to you, sir. So we got what, two two songs each? I got left? yeah, I got two left. So um here we go. Okay, we're back at another video game score. So, I mean, I this is what I always struggle with because lately I've been listening to a lot of soundtracks and I didn't want to come to a What You Heard episode with, you know, five different soundtrack. But then I said to myself, it's, it's what, what I've been hurting. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I've only got two soundtracks, but um, this is a game that came out last year that 
had I thought about it, I may have put one one of these tracks on um, the best of from last year. But because I really, I actually did play this game and I really enjoyed it. I didn't finish it. I notoriously never finish video games. Um, I'm with you, dude. There are ones that I that I that I have finished because they're amazing, like the Doom video games. I'm just gonna keep plugging those as much as I can. But anyway, this game is called Control, and it was this really stunning, gorgeous video game with amazing uh, gameplay mechanics and um, just a really cool like plot and like storyline and character that you get to play. And you're running through this like skyscraper type building that's got this like mid-century modern style throughout it. So like it just looked really cool. And um, anyway, we're not going to talk about the game. We're going to talk about the composer. So this guy, his name is Martin Stig Anderson. He's a Danish composer. And he first popped up on my radar back in 2011 for this game that he did called Limbo. This, uh, oh, the, dude, I love that game. Okay, well, this is the composer that did that game. Cool. So if you remember, just really dark, ambient kind of music, right? Yeah. And he also did a game uh, back in 2016 called Inside that had a very similar vibe to Limbo. It might have been the same studio that made the game or the same person. But anyway, so he came out with this soundtrack with uh, – he, he made the, the, the soundtrack. He composed it with a guy named Petri Alanko, who is another video game composer. He's done uh, this game called Alan Wake, which I've never played before. But it's the same studio that, that did this uh, game control. But anyway, we're going to listen to a song off of this record slash soundtrack. It's a record, but, uh, you know. All right, this track is called Et Ratio Principalis. <laughs>
can always count on you to bring some like cinematic ambience to the pod. Well, you know, here's the thing, dude. This is what I struggle with, Q. I say to myself, <laughs> is this the kind of music that I should play on No Filler? Well, and then hey, I say to myself, we we get to make the rules, son. Well, th- that there's that, but also, if I like it, there's got to be somebody else out there who's listening. He's like, hey, you know, that's actually kind of cool. I might check that album out. So, um, dude, anytime I am on the Reddit's and someone posts something saying like, "Am I the only one?" Who- never. You're not the only one. Right. You're never. It's <laughs> like there's a fucking bajillion. You're asking. There's a millions, millions of people. Million, exactly. If you are the only one who does this thing. So I mean, uh, exactly. There's got to be at least one person in our in our uh, of our listenership um, of the ten people that listen. There's got to be at least <laughs> one who who likes this kind of stuff. Um, I like it. It's very dark ambient. Yeah. You played another song off the mic here that was even more ambient. Than I that. did, and then I switched it because it was a little too much of a sleeper, but. I just like this kind of Q. You and I have talked about ambient music lately because you're yeah. you're getting into ambient music. You like the more kind of traditional ambient type stuff, but I gravitate toward like this more dark ambient kind of music. I'm into that kind of stuff too, but you, I think you like it a little more lively with maybe. A yeah, I want to hear a beat here and there, but I like yeah. this kind of dark vibe. You know, what I mean, yeah, like, me too. It just put for some reason it clears my mind oddly enough. Um, really dark ambient kind of stuff so anyway so that was uh the first track off of the video game soundtrack for control came out last year all right and that was martin stig anderson and petri alanko all right q what you got all right man so this is already in the running for top album of the year for me Mm. this is a punk band called shame and um this is their second full-length album and apparently it's kind of a departure from the more like traditional kind of just straight up punk music that they were doing during with their first full length album that came out in 2018. So uh, their first full length was called Songs of Praise. This brand new album is called Drunk Tank Pink. And uh, it's very dynamic, man. It's it's kind of all over the place. I'm actually going to play two songs. I will kind of just to show off kind of like the multiple sides of of their sound. So I'm going to start with track seven. This song is called Human for a Minute. Is how I hope they remain 
There seems to be like a return to a new wave sound almost with rock bands punk, these days. Punk bands. Dude. Punk bands, I mean, like, yeah. Between these guys and Idols and Fontaine's DC. Yeah, exactly. There is some great punk coming out right, right. now. And it's, yeah, like it's, it's, it's not, they're not boxing themselves into the punk sound anymore. It's really right. evolving a lot. Yeah, that's, that's um, awesome. Yeah, it's a great album, dude. So I just wanted to play a little bit of another song, the next song actually on the album, just to kind of show off like what else you're going to hear, the kind of kind of stuff you're going to hear on this album. So this is track eight. It's called Great Dog. It's hard not to like it. Good stuff. So again, that is a band called Shame. That is from their brand new album, Drunk Tank Pink. All right, dude. Back to you. Last pick of the episode. What you got for us? Last pick for me. So I, this is as fresh as it gets, dude. I listened to this record a few hours ago. Just discovered this. uh, And by that, I mean Spotify discovered it for me. Um, Spotify discovers all of the bands that I listen to, it would appear. This was on my Discover Weekly. And the record, the album art is hilarious. Um, I don't know what that is, but it's fine. Let me see. Let it's me a see. little 
crayon <laughs> doodle of a guy. So he's got a little party hat on. Yeah. Um, so this this group is called Men I Trust. I'm just going to let the music speak for itself, Q. So uh, that's something I don't. Re- uh, I usually don't do. I usually like to paint pictures. But this record is called Uncle Jazz. Came out in 2019, and this song is called Days Go By. checking all the right boxes brother yeah it's hard not to like that right? crazy about that kind of stuff um and since you played two tracks on your last go around i'm gonna play just a snippet just a snippet of this song called slap pie and you'll see why it's called slap pie when i slap the play button That's an instrumental track, and I could just let that play forever, dude. Slapping the bass. I, literally, if that if that song lasted for like two hours, I would listen to the whole thing. It's just so <laughs> fucking groovy. And, yeah, um, dude. Awesome. So anyway, um, yeah, I just love that kind of 
it's indie pop it's like dream pop it's jazzy it's, it's electronic there's of. r&b too. yeah there's just so many things going on uh and that the singer uh her name is jesse Caron. she kind of reminds me of um the singer for little dragons um, it's only one dragon yeah that's right little dragon uh yukimi nagano i'm a huge sucker for those breathy yeah vocals you know right i'm also yeah i love it i love a good uh, female vocalist so me too man and that's a perfect segue from for my last pick dude wow it's also it's almost like we coordinated it but it we didn't like we did it we didn't so all right q you're gonna bring us home here with the final pick what you got so i am a huge fan of um melina duterte because uh, like we're supposed to know also, who that is well she goes by jason okay there you go i know who that is i'm also a huge fan of chastity belt which is that punk rock band from washington state any Truscott, who plays bass in Chastity Bell. Uh, so they are dating, um, and Annie was set to tour with Jason as their violinist, and then COVID-19 hit, and it got canceled. And it really bummed her out. She was It was going to be like a kind of a life-changing kind of moment, you know? She was going to go on tour with her girlfriend. It was going to be good times. So they started collaborating together and, and writing music together under the name Routine. And they released an album at the end of last year called And Other Things. And a lot of the songs, you know, the lyrics are very heavy on, you know, just kind of placing your life on hold and just kind of, I mean, like the name Routine even mm-hmm. makes me think of like, you know, the last year, just kind of getting into a, a, a new routine, you know? So... Now, I can't stress this enough. It's something that I've started doing a lot more of recently when I'm searching for tunes. I will always see what other albums or compilations that bands will appear on because a lot of times there will be a song that that isn't even necessarily a single, a song that's not tied to any other of their full-length albums that pop up on like compilation records and stuff like that. So there is a Christmas compilation album with various artists on it from a record label called father daughter records uh and wax nine records so it's two record uh companies that dropped this compilation record called simply having a wonderful compilation (laughs) and routine pops up on it this is not a christmas song but i just love it it's got really good vibes so again this is a song by routine the song is called wait
solid track too. Solid. Those lyrics, dude. You know, like they're they're writing about just stuff coming to mind when they're both stuck in their houses. I don't even think they were able to be together. You know, so they're just like yeah. super bums. Tour got canceled, so they just kind of right channeled all this extra energy and emotions into songwriting. Yeah, I heard a story about another singer songwriter on. Um, I guess it was Morning Edition on NPR. She was talking about like a similar kind of thing where she was set to like open a few uh, shows for um, Styles, which is not Harry Styles. The, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, like she was talking about how like she had all this momentum going and like she was about to go on tour and like open for this huge act and then COVID hit and all that stuff got canceled. And so she started writing music kind of like this person did where it's like, more reflective of like um almost like having to you know in a way like reset your dreams or whatever like this dream this vision that you had of your career and it was a, everything was lined up and about to happen yep. and like yeah this story so this there's gotta be hundreds and hundreds of stories like that thousands maybe across the globe of, of stories like that so crazy yeah so just another example of you know a piece of music or you know a new project that came about simply because we were all in lockdown for the majority of last year you know yeah it's cool yeah it's good stuff all right dude we got to wrap this up my you're friend. right you're right dude we do have to wrap it up so um yeah this is our um the second of our monthly what you heard episodes uh so yeah in a few weeks we'll do another one of these um these episodes where we both bring five tracks Maybe I'll switch it up a little bit. I don't know, man. I'm always listening to video game scores, but um, that's fine, dude. That's what you've been hurting. Hey, man. Here's 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 what else I'm doing though. On that that last band I I brought to the table, Men I Trust. I'm already kind of bouncing around, looking at other artists that are similar on the same record label. So I might fall into this rabbit hole for a little bit and listen to some similar vibes. So I'm always down for that, yeah. dude. All right, so. Um, Anyway, you can find us on our website, nofillerpodcast.com, uh, where you can find all of our show notes um, for each episode going back to episode one. So that's track lists and any sources that we cited uh, will be posted on that website. You can follow us on Twitter at nofillerpodcast. So yeah, reach out to us. Tell us what you liked and didn't like. Tell us what you want to hear us talk about. And uh, of course, you can also... Find more great music-themed podcasts on our network that we are a part of called Pantheon Podcasts. So that's pantheonpodcasts.com. And we would also like to thank Pantheon sponsor AKG for sponsoring this pod. All right, Q. Um, what you got? you got? You got a song to close us out, don't you? Yeah, so we thought it might be fun to uh, close out each of our What You Heard episodes with a pick from a listener. First person we reached out to was Ronnie, uh, who is a friend of the show. Friend of the pod, Q, is the cool way to say it. Friend, okay, sorry. Friend of, friend of the pod, uh, Ronnie. So this isn't actually something that we've officially talked about yet. So, But she's always reached out to her first for this kind of stuff. But with that being said, if you heard a song that you really enjoyed and you thought it would be fun for us to play it, reach out to us on Twitter at NoFillerPodcast and say, hey, this is something that I've been hurting lately. 
And, uh, you know, if we hear something we like, we'll, we'll fade us out at the end of our What You Heard episodes with, with your pick. Because I would rather do that than play our bumper music. Which, I mean, it's a cool song, you know, yeah. our little bumper tune. But, yeah, I figured, we, you know, we can squeeze in another artist here. So Ronnie sent us a pretty long list of tunes, dude. Um, and I've actually talked with her about this before. I have yet to really get into Desert Sessions. Mm. The, uh, you know, that kind of collective that uh, the Queens of the Stone Age frontman Josh Homme started. How about you, dude? There's They have quite a few albums. Yeah, I mean, surprisingly enough, for two such big fans of, 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 of uh, Josh Homme, Queens of the Stone Age, uh, Caius, all And the whole bands. desert rock scene, Yeah, really. exactly. So it is, I, I'm the same way. I haven't really... I haven't really given it much attention. So well, we're gonna we're gonna fade us out today with a song from their uh, volume nine and ten records, and this is a song that Ronnie had been hurting lately. So we're gonna fade us out again with this track from Desert Sessions. This song is called Subcutaneous Fat, and that's gonna do it for us today. Thank you as always for listening. My name is Quentin. My name is Travis. Y'all take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.